Welcome to Sci Vibes, where we bring you corridor and coffee break chats with scientists from all over the world. I'm Anna. And I'm Kelsey at the International Center for Theoretical Physics, ICTP, in Trieste, Italy. This week we bring you a conversation with David Deutsch, a visiting professor at the Center for Quantum Computation in the Clarendon Laboratory of the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom. He's also one of the quantum computing and communication pioneers who were awarded ICTP's Dirac Medal in 2017, an award given annually to scientists who have made significant contributions to theoretical physics. The citation for the Dirac Medal describes David Deutsch as one of the founding fathers of quantum computing. He was the first to introduce the notion of a quantum Turing machine that would operate on arbitrary superpositions of states, what we now know as the qubits in quantum computers. He also describes specific algorithms to run on this new type of computer, showing that quantum computation could solve certain types of problems faster than any known classical computer algorithm. This impressive work is not all that we talked about while he was in Trieste, however. We asked him to tell us what he's working on currently, and he outlined the new idea of constructor theory, a different way of describing and understanding the underlying principles of physics. So first of all, constructor theory is a, is a speculative thing. It's, it's a new idea which might work and might not work. It seems to have already proved useful as a tool for understanding things. Uh, but I think it's going to be a new fundamental theory. So I'll say what constructor theory is. It, um, it aims to describe the world not in terms of initial state and laws of motion, which is how fundamental physics is arranged at the moment, which divides the motions of all objects into the ones that happen and the ones that don't happen. Instead of like that, the basic premise of constructor theory is that the fundamental laws are all about not what does and doesn't happen, but what can and can't happen. And that what does and doesn't happen are sort of emergent consequences of that, which we, we can't expect to work out exactly, but there can be approximate theories. So existing theories would be approximate consequences of the exact statement about what can and can't happen. So, having had that idea, I realized that there were actually quite a lot of theories in the constructor theoretic form already, but they are all regarded as emergent theories. So, for example, the laws of thermodynamics are officially stated in the form like entropy must always increase. But it has also been stated in another form, which is a constructor theoretic form, which is that it's impossible to build a perpetual motion machine so that's saying such and such a device with such and such a property cannot be built. And that's the law. And Chiara Marletto... Chiara Marletto is a quantum physicist working with Deutsch at the University of Oxford. ...has uh, in fact succeeded in reformulating the whole of thermodynamics that way, which I think is, well, in many respects, it's far superior to all the existing formulations. And one of the nice things that comes out of it, completely unexpected um, to me, to her, to everybody, is that in the constructor theoretic form of thermodynamics, which is all about what's possible and what's impossible, the first law of thermodynamics comes out to be an information law. The second law traditionally has been an information law since the invention of uh, statistical mechanics, but the first law wasn't thought to be that. 
it's conceptually different from the usual way of formulating physics, where approximate emergent things become exact in constructive theory and vice versa. Uh, some things are exact in both theories, and some things are emergent in both theories, but the things like the fundamental laws are exact. So you have an exact theory of thermodynamics, an exact theory of information, for example, and computation. So why do you find this reformulation into constructor theory interesting? We don't expect quantum theory to be the last word in fundamental physics. There are going to be successor theories. So some of the the implications of quantum theory will turn out to be also properties of the succeeding theories, and some won't. And uh, one of the uses of constructive theory is to try to find principles of underlying physics that are so fundamental that we expect them to hold in the successor theory. Previous examples of this are, are things like the law of conservation of energy. So when particle physicists look for a new particle, one of the things that guides them and allows them to find the new particle is that they assume it obeys the law of conservation of energy. Now, you know, no one promised us that, that any of our physical principles would always hold, but we think that that principle is deeper than actual, say, laws of motion or predictions of particles and so on. So, uh, constructor theory has a sort of systematic framework that underlies, it's sort of at a deeper level than existing theories, and we have theoretical physics reasons and philosophical reasons and uh, I guess I have to admit just reasons of elegance that make us think that the successor of quantum theory and of general relativity will conform to constructor theory. So all this we find very encouraging. Uh, you know, we, we have to say when advertising constructor theory that in many respects we haven't really taken the first step. The, these are only just uh, glints on the horizon. We haven't yet reformulated general relativity in constructor theoretic terms, for instance. But uh, you know, I, I think that will come. You can find out more about each episode on our website at ictp.it and you can subscribe to our podcast for more Coffee Breaks with Scientists. Tell us what you think about the podcast by reviewing it or by emailing us at scivibes at ictp.it. We'll see you next episode.